Hey guys, I'm so excited to be with you this morning. My name is Brian. I'm a part of a missions movement called One Voice Student Missions. We've been reaching public high schools for about 10 years now all across America. If you'd love to get involved, just visit us at www.ovsm.com. And if you just uh, like to support the movement or know more about our story, you could also check out, we have a book on that site as well that you can go ahead and read, which will just kind of uh, just share the whole story of where we began to where we're at here today. Well, I wanna jump into my message this morning, as I was praying this last week, I was really asking God, you know, what, what, what should I share? Uh, again, as we're kind of, you know, coming out of this pandemic, yet we're kind of still in the middle of it. It's just kind of real confusing time we're in. And I literally heard this phrase uh, that he spoke to me. And this phrase was this, the gospel of fillings. And you're probably thinking, what, what does that mean? I've never read that in the Bible. And you're right, you've never read this phrase, the gospel of fillings, because it's not in the Bible. Um, and I just want to just open up by saying this. And I want you to actually say this with me. Say, my fillings are a gauge, not a guide. Okay, look at your neighbor. Say, my fillings are a gauge, not a guide. You know, when I was looking back this week, I was torn when I was examining my life at how much uh, my walk with God has been made up of these moments that have been built on feelings and emotions that have not yet matured into faith. This probably sounds crazy, but I mean, there's been so many moments that we've had with God where they're very emotional moments. You might remember altar moments, or you might remember the, the speaker that came and spoke at a conference. And although feelings... Are, are absolutely needed for these moments. If they do not mature into faith, that's all they are is their feelings. And let me break down the difference uh, between the two, between faith and feelings, because our generation has done an incredible job at confusing the two. Now check this out. If feelings are like plans, if you have like a blueprint and feelings are plans, your faith is the cement that you have to set to actually build on, which means you cannot build your walks with Jesus on feelings alone. If you plan on lasting in your faith, you will need to mature your feelings into faith. Now in no way am I saying feelings or emotions are bad. You might know people that they could use a little bit of emotion in their life. They're real stoic, right? They have no expression. I'm not saying that feelings are bad, but feelings when you encounter God are the chemical response you have to a supernatural experience. Probably thinking, what does this mean? I'm gonna explain it. See, chemicals, right? The chemical uh, of emotions and feelings, it, it's what bonds us to God in our early stages with him. It's when all of a sudden you're at an altar. I remember when I got saved, there was this radical moment I had where I was encountering God. And I remember I literally felt my emotions. I, 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 you know, I remember just weeping at the response of feeling love. And I mean, there, it was a very emotional experience for me. I remember just bawling my eyes. There was snot everywhere. I went to the altar. I encountered God. Now that, that feeling and emotion that I had on that day I got saved in September 2007 was so real to me. But if my feelings do not mature into faith, then that's all it is. It's an emotional response. It's why you meet some people in their faith. They're at one moment at an altar. They're weeping before God. They're repenting. And two weeks later, they're right back in their same lifestyle. Their feelings have not matured into faith. And you see, I want to explain this really quick because there's a science behind your feelings. And there's actually a science behind your emotions. And you must understand this. Check this out. I want to explain the chemistry behind emotions and feelings. What are emotions and feelings chemically? See, the brain chemicals dictate your mood. This is, this is, this is facts here, okay? 
Neurons, forgive me if I mispronounce some of these words. I'm not a scientist. I'm going to do my best to break it down. Neurons send signals through your neurotransmitters, which are the chemi- which are chemicals, um, and some release and some receive. This is all happening within your brain. Okay, check this out. And there are so many chemicals involved with feelings and emotions, but I want to list three here that are really key. Now, again, I'm going to try to pronounce these as best as I can. This one you've probably heard of dopamine. You've probably heard of uh, serotonin. And you've probably heard of noradrenaline. Maybe you haven't heard of that one. But these chemicals are essential. They're essential parts of your brain and that communicate with one another. Now, check this out. These are the most common top three. And dopamine, you might have heard this term before. You might have experienced it, is related to the experience of pleasure. And so they say that dopamine's released when you have sex. Dopamine's released when you gamble. There's certain things that when you, when, when you do them, your body releases uh, this, 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 almost like this chemical in, 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 in your body in your brain, it, it almost makes you addicted, right? And it says this, right? Check, I just want to read this to you. Dopamine is related to the experiences of pleasure and the reward of, of the learning process. In other words, when you do something good, you're rewarded with dopamine and gain pleasurable and a happy feeling. Have you ever met a perfectionist before? How could someone be a perfectionist? They are addicted to this feeling of having happiness at the end of their accomplishment, right? How about this one, serotonin? is a neuron transmitter associated with the memory and learning. Researchers believe that it plays, a, it plays a part in the regeneration of brain cells, which has been linked easily to depression. You're wondering, how does this work? You know, how are you one moment you're, you're this uh, perfectionist, the next moment you're in depression? I want you to kind of see the chemicals that are involved in your emotions and your feelings. And let me read you the last one here, um, which I... Cope, I could, I could, uh, I could pronounce it's, it's, uh, neuropine fried. I'm going to totally butcher that, but maybe we could put it up on the screen for you after or something. But this helps your mood by controlling your stress and anxiety. Now, what's so interesting is when you look at these different emotions and you actually break down feelings in its simplest form, it breaks down to chemicals. It breaks down to your brain. And what's so crazy is when you choose to follow your emotions or your feelings, what you're actually choosing to do is you're choosing to follow that which has been created instead of the creator. It's just making sense. Some of you are like, oh, this is making sense as to why my life is so unstable. This is making sense as to why I can't keep relationships long. This is making sense as to why I do really well for a season. I am totally guilty of this. You know, you, you get super stoked that maybe a goal or maybe your goal is like, man, today I'm not going to get frustrated. Or man, today I'm going to hit the gym. You have these goals you set and you build these goals off of your feelings. But the moment that your feelings aren't in, in alignment, maybe with what your physical body is feeling in that moment, it's just, it's a hot mess. This is why in, in no way are we to let our feelings drive the vehicle of our lives. In no way are you to say, feelings, you, you drive, and faith, you take the back seat. That's never how we were meant to operate. Now, where did the Bible ever say it is impossible to please God without feelings? It doesn't say that. It says it's impossible to please God without faith. And there is so much to lose by following our feelings. Feelings actually lead us to walk by sight and not by faith. And this is the opposite of 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Faith, check this out. Faith is a very ingredient that you cannot have salvation without. Like you, you need faith to have salvation. There is no way you can walk out sal- salvation just by feelings. And you need, you need faith over feelings. See, obedience doesn't need feelings, but it does need faith. 
What does that mean? You can easily obey in moments when you don't feel like obeying. If you can trust the faith of knowing that if I obey, there is something good on the other side of obedience. Trusting God's word doesn't need feelings, but it does need faith. How about this one? You probably think I'm crazy. Loving people and God is not hinged as on your feelings and emotions as much as it is on your faith. What do you mean isn't love an emotion? Love is more than an emotion. I've heard this before. Love is a choice. There are moments you're going to wake up. I've been married almost six years. There are moments I wake up, I'm tired, I've had a rough day, and I, I have to choose in that moment to love because nothing of my feelings or emotions lead me to do that. You ever meet someone that just says, oh man, I just fell out of love. I just don't feel like I'm in love anymore. Well, that's the thing. Love is not something you fall out of, nor is it something you just feel. It's something that you choose. It's something that you walk out by faith. Now, does the Bible speak anywhere of emotions or feelings at all? Yes. And I want to read you some verses here this morning just to encourage your heart, wherever you're watching. Now, in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, this is what it says. Do not be anxious. Right? Do not be anxious. What does anxious mean? Worry, uneasy. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not let fear overcome you for anything. Do not let the chemical responses of worry, of doubt, of fear, of all these things that you might feel, do not let this very thing rock you, but in everything you go to prayer. I love, I love, whenever I read in scripture about prayer, I love it because prayer literally is something that takes absolute faith. To actually sit in your room and believe that if I communicate to this God I cannot see, somehow his hand is going to stretch forth and do something in my life that I cannot do on my own. Let me read you another verse. Ephesians 4, 26 through 27. All right, this is a good one for you. Be angry. You're like, all right, I got that verse. I got that first part down. Hold on. It says, be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. This is awesome because I read this and in no way is God afraid of your emotions. It's no way God like, I need you to suppress the emotions that you're feeling. In fact, he says, be angry. Anger is an emotion that you're going to feel. You're going to go through. There's going to be moments someone cuts you off on the freeway. There's going to be moments someone doesn't do something you like. Be angry. But hey, in your anger, do not sin. Let your faith in God overcome the very anger that you have. I know this is something I am learning to walk out daily. It is something I am learning to say, man, God, in these moments, I need you. I need my faith to go above what I feel in, in the present moments. I have a few more verses as I'm closing here. Colossians 3, verse 2. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. When you think of your mind and the complexity of everything that goes on here, right? Bible says this, to set your minds on things that are above. Let me read the next verse, which we've already read. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Feelings that mature, check this out. Feelings that mature become foundation stones 
Say this to me. Say, feelings that mature become foundation stones. Feelings that don't mature become stumbling blocks. Have you ever met someone that is emotionally unstable? You ever met someone where you don't know what version of them you're going to get based on the kind of day they had? You got to understand that your feelings could be something you build upon or it could be something you stumble upon. God designed emotions and feelings. He created them. But they were never meant to design our lives or to create us. In no way. So what's at stake here? You may be wondering, what? All right, Brian, I mean, if, if I don't live by faith and I choose to live by feelings, like, like what am I really going to lose? Check this out. If you choose to continue to live a life that is solely driven by feelings and not by faith, this is what's at stake. You growing weary. How about this one? You losing hope. How about this one? You losing faith. How about this? You losing the call of God on your life. How about this one? Settling for the permissive and not the perfect. There is a lot of people that have settled for the permissive will of God. What will God allow me to do instead of saying, what is your perfect will for me? There's a big difference. I want to read this last verse here. I hope this encourages you. Galatians 6, 9. You might have read this before. You might have even heard this misinterpreted before. But I want to read you this really quick and explain it. It says in Galatians 6, 9, And let us not grow weary of doing good. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you felt like, God, I'm doing my absolute best to live out your word. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to church. I mean, now you're online, right? I'm, I'm giving. I'm praying. Man, I'm blessing. God, in moments, I'm frustrated. I'm choosing joy. I don't know if you've ever had those moments where you feel like, I am literally doing everything in my power to, like, love you to worship you but man it is so hard this is what the verse says it says let us not grow weary in doing good but in due season we will reap if we do not give up do you know how to live the last part of this verse if we do not give up it's real simple you got to be driven by faith and not feelings I feel like some of you watching even now there's going to be moments your feelings are saying hey quit whole faith thing you're doing yeah it's it's not real hey you know what these people that say they love you yeah they don't really love you hey you know what this this job you have that you felt like God gave you you know what I mean he didn't really give you all these things that hit your emotions and your feelings this is where you you say when when, when feelings knock on your door you gotta let faith answer and I want to pray this for you right now that we would embrace faith you know, the Bible actually talks about having the gift of faith. Like, what does that mean? It's one thing to believe in God. It's another thing to believe God. Can I say that one more time? It's one thing to believe in God. Believing in God's not enough. Even the demons believe in God. The devil believes in God. But he has to, he's bound by his word. It's not enough to believe in God. Do you believe him? Do you believe what he says? And I want to pray right now that we would embrace the faith that led Moses to set the people free. The faith that led Paul to leave all that he had. The faith that led Noah to build. Can you imagine Noah just pounding away day after day, 
saying, man, this feels so stupid. Nothing of what I feel makes any sense. This voice told me to build this boat. This makes no sense. Here's what I want to do right where you're standing. We're going to take upon this same level of faith that, that these men had here. And we're going to say, God, we want to live the same level of faith. I don't know where you're at. If you're in your car, you're at, well, maybe you're at work, you still have your job, or you're at home. Will you just stand with me where you're at? Come on, stand up where you're at. Stand up where you're at. If you can't stand, lift up a hand. If you can't lift up a hand all the way, lift it up a little bit. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to begin to invite God into the very place you're, you're at right now. I want you to invite God to, to take the throne of your heart, that you would remove all the areas that your emotions and feelings have occupied only, and you would say, man, I want to let faith come into this place right now. I want to choose right now to believe God, not just believe in Him. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you're going to see some real breakthrough this week. Those of you who are watching, you're going to, you're going to see real transformation, real freedom. Let me pray. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. For everybody watching right now, God, I pray that faith right now, God, would overrule the emotional and feeling experience, God, only. That, God, you would mature these feelings, God, into the place of faith. That as people are watching, they're going to say, man, I don't know what it is, but, but I, I do feel like that one encounter I had, I feel it maturing. It's like a man that gets married on an altar and he's filled with butterflies and he's, he's filled with love. And over 30 years, his love matures. And all of a sudden, the, the pinnacle of his marriage is not just the emotional experience. It's that every day he can wake up faithfully to the same person. Lord, I pray that the love that we have for you, God, would begin to mature right now. The emotional connection that we had with you, God, would begin to mature right now. Supernaturally, God, you would do it. Thank you for the emotional experiences and feelings that we encountered you in, but don't leave us there. Set us free from feelings, God, and lead us into faith. In Jesus' name, amen.